perfect. No. <laughs> I was trying to catch it before you did it. Blah, 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 Part one, because I mm -hmm. think there should be a part two of this. Um, so I guess we can start off with what's been new in the last couple weeks. Absolutely nothing. Like, I mean, we did stuff. Like, for more than normal. <laughs> like, you went somewhere all weekend. You were busy, busy. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. Never again, like going to two concerts in one weekend. Going to anywhere in any weekend is over. I retired. You're this retired. was my last. This was my farewell tour. Tours. tours. Farewell tours. Uh, yeah. So it has been kind of chaos. Um, Friday night we went to the masquerade. The new masquerade for yep. the first time. Uh, Not I didn't, hard at all to find. I mean, it's. In the underground Atlanta, there's not apparently not a lot, a lot of I'm stuff. I'm saying, there. like, how the fuck to get in there is not hard at all to figure out, though. Yeah, it's easy. It's real easy. <laughs> it's like they had signs, but you had to get right on them to to find them. Um, yeah. I didn't. I I liked the new masquerade though. Yeah, it was alright. The venue's alright. It's. I don't like the upstairs though. Smaller and newer, which sucks. I guess. I mean, it's not new because Underground Atlanta is not new by any stretch, mm -hmm. but the old masquerade was like Fall the hardwood apart. floors and the, the rocks on the walls. And it looked like a church, almost like an old church. And it was awesome. And this place kind of sucks. It is a little, um, what's the word? Don't say modern. It's still fucking old. I mean, Underground Atlanta is like it's 30 years old. I mean, metal, like sheet metal. and Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Beans. It's just not industrial. Which, God bless it. Yeah, it's not. Uh, now, that being said, I didn't feel like there was any danger that the, the stairs were going to collapse, which was the case. Yeah. At the old one, but still, the building had character, and this one's just kind of a. Well, I mean, I think there is something to be said for that because we both like fell in love with this house because it was old. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, well, it's drafty and you have old windows and blah, 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 blah. There, a million people could find wrong things with an old house. Mm -hmm. But I get it because it was very lacking character. Yes. I did like the fact that there's like this courtyard in the middle mm -hmm. of heaven, hell, and purgatory, I guess. I think that's how it works. No, that They're was just underground still, Atlanta. I mean, it's, it has multiple levels, I guess, because what I didn't know... Not that it would have mattered, but um, Saturday in hell, Cybertronic Spree played oh. at the Masquerade, and I still haven't seen them. I would love to. Um, but yeah. Except for you're retired now. And it said, well, I'll watch a concert Blu-ray from the Masquerade, but it said, it showed the signs, and it was like, Atlanta, we're going to hell Saturday. And I was like, oh, shit. 
So it does have multiple levels. How the fuck to get to them, I don't know. Because I had I went and asked that guy mm-hmm. when we first walked in because we walked in on like the the ground level, right? Like the door we went in, we just went in and there it was. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, this is purgatory. It has to be because that's how it worked at the other one. Right. And then and so, and I saw stairs. I didn't, I didn't realize at the time because I hadn't gone in and looked that there was like a balcony. I just thought, oh, those stairs go to heaven. It's like the old one. So I went and asked that because I didn't know who the band was that was playing when we walked in. And he was like, all of this is heaven. I was like, oh, okay. I don't fucking know, sir. Sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I saw the thing on my hand said heaven, but we were on the what I thought was the bottom. So. Right. Like we walked in what appeared to be the front door. So of the main level. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I never it's saw any stairs confusing. that went down anywhere. No, I didn't either. So I don't know where. I don't know how you get to hell, but whatever. I kind of assumed it would have been like. Instead of vertical, like maybe it was across the courtyard or something maybe. like that. But that's still stupid. Yeah. Um, and it, it smelled weird because there was like street tacos outside. Yeah. Not a fan. Mm-mm. But. Good and show, also, though. it was a gore show. So yeah. there were weird smells anyway. Um, <laughs> we were in the perfect spot. Okay. I know that like I should have wanted to get covered in all the gross stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm almost 40, and... Mm. It was cold outside. It was cold outside. It was, so. like, really cold. And I decided not to wear a jacket. Right. So I was just wearing, like, a T-shirt and jeans that were ripped up. And I was, like, cold as it was. Mm-hmm. So the idea of getting sprayed with bodily fluids... Right. Not a, not a fan. So we stood in the perfect spot by the uh, sound equipment. And lighting equipment. And under the balcony. Yeah. So we didn't get anything. Uh-uh. So I feel like I cheated a little bit. I but mean, also, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I was, I got to enjoy the show. It was super close considering. Yeah, right. And I didn't get gross. Yep. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a really good show. It's one of the, it's one of the best gore shows I've been to. And, and I think that's probably because it was the. 30th anniversary for scum dog so i knew all the songs yeah because like i listen to guar but like some of the the newer stuff i, I don't know as well especially since odorous passed yeah so and they did play um fuck this place yes and i knew that one but like you know i don't know every song off blood of the gods or whatever and stuff like that so i liked they played songs that i had recognized just about every one pretty much so that was cool because, you know, Guar's like, when you see them, they, they tour for records, but like they always tour. So it's, they don't necessarily like you won't go to a Guar show if a record comes out and they only play that record. Like they'll play like shit everything. off of everything. And they've been doing this shit since the 80s. So there's some songs that are obscure songs that I'd be like, eh, I don't know that one. But this one was really good. Well, and I was thinking about that on the way back because this album like the 30th anniversary like that's kind of a big deal mm. and it's the one i know the most of too not um, me america must be destroyed really oh front to back i know that one yeah that's hilarious to me um but they didn't play slaughterama or there's a couple more that they didn't the, the three that they didn't play off of that album are the three i wanted to hear the most uh but it was still fucking great yeah um I love like the the theatricalness, like the little skits and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. They're silly and funny, right? 
Um, and that's all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Slaughterama is a little hard to be relevant today. And I'm yeah. just going to leave it there because it talks about some things that you can't say now. Right. Um, but I still love that song, so I don't care. I'm a horrible human being. Um, but no, I mean, I'm glad that that was my first chance getting to see them. I do fully understand that my body is not 20. Yeah. And standing on concrete without moving, yeah. my body was just like, this sucks. I'm old lady. I need a chair. Yeah. Um, I'm going to end up having to go to like, I don't know. What's some old lady song people? Hailstorm. <laughs> I have seen them. Shut up. Uh, no, that's not old lady. <laughs> yes, it is. That's like, uh, I want to say like white trash women. I don't know. Um, I was like orchestral. It's not for me. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Hailstorm. Yeah. Um, Terrible. I've had I've had arguments about them plenty of times. They're not like an artist that I would seek out. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I had a great time seeing Guar. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got to do it. I don't know that I would do it again. No, I'll do it again. You just said you're retired. I'm in on Blu-ray. I'll watch it on Blu-ray. You will watch it on Blu-ray, so you won't go in person. I don't know. Don't ask me today. Yeah, today's not a good day. I need, because I need, maybe the next time they come to Atlanta. It'll be a while, probably. Um, like I, I came home. We got home Friday night, relatively late. And like Saturday was my friend's giving. Um, that ended up just being like me and my friend and her husband. <laughs> Because everybody else kind of bailed. But you went back to Atlanta to see Jelly Roll. Yep. Um, which was cool. And apparently where he played was nice. Yeah, it, it, Coca-Cola Roxy. I'd never been there before. And it was in some place called The Battery, which I'd never heard of. Oh. But apparently it's right by the new Braves Stadium, which mm-hmm. I know because I circled that bitch like three times trying to figure out where the fuck I was supposed to park. Right. Um. And then I had to, I had to walk a couple of blocks, but it was cool. Like I parked and walked like two blocks to the place, and it's nice. It's again, there's no character whatsoever. It's there's bars. There's like eight bars in that bitch. Like everywhere, everywhere you turn around, there's a bar. So I was thinking like it was like the Fox Theater that has like no. all this historical. Okay, it's new. Like it was just built. Not I think it said 2018 or something, 2017 maybe. Um, it's a new place, and like, it's nice. But it's just like, it's just a building and there's a stage. And it's like, there was a balcony and this balcony had actually had chairs, like seating. And whereas the masquerade doesn't, it just has a balcony and you just stand up there. But <clears throat> it was a good show. You know, we were talking about it before. It's it's the weirdest Jelly Roll show I've ever, I've ever been to because I'm used to him going to $15 shows in dive bars and him doing all of his rap, you know, rap stuff. And this yeah. was new Jelly Roll, which is country almost like in singing and shit. He could sing very well, but, you know, I was a fan of his from the old stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, him only playing newer stuff, which I get, 
And that's definitely the crowd that was there was for that. Uh, but for me, it was just like kind of like, eh, I liked it, but I, I wished he would have mixed in more of the older stuff. Uh, but uh, this is an interesting anecdote. Coming home Friday, we got, what, to West Point? Yeah. And I'm like, there's a lot of blood on the road here, huh? And then we knocked the shit out of the carcass of a large animal. Okay, but what makes this even worse is you and I have never made a trip to Atlanta that something like eventful like that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it was that, but. Well, yeah, and thankfully, I guess it wasn't, uh, I mean, I, I ran over it, so it didn't like, it didn't mess up the car. I was worried about that. Like I was, I was like, I'm gonna get up Saturday morning and like, there's gonna be like all kinds of like fluid and shit that has leaked out of my engine you know, but there was nothing. And, uh, but yeah, so we saw the car that had hit the deer pulled over a little ways up the road from where I ran over it, um, off the exit we got off of. And then coming home last night, I got right outside LaGrange and I hit another deer. Um, it was, had already been hit and was laying half in the road, half not in the road. Oh, no. And th thankfully there were street lights still because it was, right outside of a city. And so I could see it in time to swerve. Whereas this, the one from Friday night, there was, I couldn't see shit. Mm -hmm. I just was like, oh, there's blood in the road. And then it was there. And it was like, cause it was like nothing but my headlights. And so uh, I saw it and I swerved just enough to where I just like ran over its legs. Cause it was half in and out of the road. Cause, cause Gene, cause I went to Jelly Roll Gene. He texts me uh, and he's like, this morning, he's like, no deers, huh? And I was like, well. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You'll not, you you won't believe this, but actually kinda yeah. I hit a deer both fucking nights. And this is like it's it's just this weird coincidence that every single time you and I've gone anywhere, mm. something happens. Oh, it's um, not just you. Uh, trust so it's me. Anytime you go anywhere. I tried to go with Tommy in the log to see Suspiria at the um at the plaza. Mm. And uh, we got a flat tire in West Point. And it took us so long to change the tire that we weren't going to make it um, to Atlanta in time to, to see the movie, to see all of it. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to go, just go to Auburn and go see the new It, the It Part 1. Because mm -hmm. uh, we hadn't seen it yet. It was like the, either the weekend it came out or like the weekend, the second weekend it was out. We got to... We went to the one by the mall because it wasn't the closest, but that had like the earliest time, closest yeah. time for the movie for us to get there. Parked in the parking lot, got out, went to walk towards the theater. Theater employees were coming out, shake, like shaking their hands at us. And I was like, he was like, the power's off. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. I, <laughs> I don't. You asked, this is 100% true story. This is hilarious. So then... We had to go to the one, the new one, out out by Tiger Town, and uh, we had an hour to kill before the movie started. So <laughs> it's anytime I try to do anything, even yeah, remotely enjoyable for me, saying. yeah, something's gonna happen. It doesn't matter. I can't say the. I'm sure there are things that have you know happened like that when I've been trying to do things with other people, but I can guarantee every single time you and I have tried to do something that. 
a deer gets hit, we get pulled over by police because you're eating peanuts. Yeah, on St. Patrick's Day, because he <sighs> thought we were drunk. <laughs> um, was the flat tire, was it my car? Yep. Yeah. We had to change the flat tire on 85 in your car that night. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Um, but there's always something. And mm -hmm. then deer. Yep. Yeah. But I will say, I don't, I'm very proud of you for making it to two shows in one weekend because one show wiped me out. But also, I eat Thanksgiving food, so that could help make me tired. But so you're, you're off going to Atlanta for a while? Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't care if I ever go into 85 again. <laughs> like I might just say to hell with the navigation and let it reroute me once I get closer to like downtown from now on. I'm not going on 285 anymore. 285? Yeah. Yeah, no. I 85 can't. is fine. Yeah. 285? Uh-uh. I only take 285 when I'm going to the corporate office. And usually that's because it's in like the middle of the day when it's super busy. But um, Atlanta traffic is for real some shit. It is, but I mean, it's because there's no public transportation. If you go to Atlanta, you, you have to drive no matter where you go. Yeah. It's stupid. Meh, maybe they'll they'll fix that. Probably not. But you they get do. on MARTA if you want to. <laughs> like, I don't recommend it. I'm, I've enjoyed MARTA. No. I mean, Marta's it stinks, but... something serious. Yeah. It also, again, doesn't go everywhere. No. It's like, you have to have, like, a fucking decoder ring and, like, like a fucking... <laughs> Whatever those those things that like pirates used to use and shit, those can to navigate. Like you, it's it's ridiculous. You want a compass? No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, the like, but it's for sea like yeah, navigation. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. What is that called? I was in the fucking navy. Wow. It's like there's a whole team of people that do that on a ship. And whatever, I, I know what it is, but. Um, somehow in the process of you going to Atlanta twice and me going once and having friends giving, like we still watched movies for Selleck's giving, mm -hmm. um, starting with her alibi. Yeah. Classic. Uh, honestly, I was like, I felt like it was going to be a little lifetime movie, -y, but it wasn't. Mm -mm. It was very good. It's very funny. Yeah, I've forgotten some of the parts. Like, I've seen yeah. it. Like, it's something I recorded on HBO when I was a kid and used to watch a lot. Um, and I still was surprised I had forgotten some of the stuff. And then some of the jokes I wouldn't have gotten back then anyway. And they were like, I get it now, obviously. And it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. That was a good movie. Um, but it's about a writer who's kind of got writer's block trying to come up with a new book. And... He writes a series about a James Bond kind of spy. Yeah, based like off of him, but like he right. obviously isn't. Right. Um, and then he goes to, I guess like court, he goes to a courtroom to like get ideas based on people who are getting sentenced or whatever. Yeah. He hangs out with the old people. In the back of the courtroom. In the back of the courtroom. <laughs> um, when they're like guessing and betting on if they're going to. Like the sentencing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he sees this young woman who is so beautiful she couldn't possibly have committed murder. 
So then he decides he's going to be an alibi for her. And then that's kind of where their paths cross. And um, it is, you know, a cutesy 80s love story, but it is really funny. Yeah. And like, you find out what she does for a living. Like, it's just like, what? But it's so, it's, it's very good. Um, it's very clever. Also, I love Tom Selleck, apparently, in that kind of character, that snarky, intelligent, sarcastic role. Except for he always, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, I don't know if it's just him or, like, 80s dudes in general with the short shorts. Oh, no, he's, he is known oh. more so than just 80s dudes. He is known for those shorts. I don't get it. He wore those th those shorts in a, in a Hawaiian shirt at Magnum P.I., that black Hawaiian shirt with the blue and pink flowers on it and shit. Yeah. And then the, the Ferrari and all that stuff. I mean, he, I get it. He's a good-looking dude, but I don't want to see short shorts The mustache, dude. obviously. I don't get that. The 80s stash. I mean, he's handsome with the mustache, but I'm saying, like, that's not a thing for me. Like, just a mustache. So, I'm, it's like, eh. But the short shorts that kill me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if you can see past uh, Tom Selleck in short shorts, um, her alibi is really funny and yeah, well, kind of so witty. It does have, yeah, it, it has lots of comedic things that happen, but like the, the, the whole shtick of the movie is he's narrating his new book, which he is writing based upon <clears throat> giving her the alibi and that whole storyline or whatever, right? But then, and like, as it goes on, right? And then all these, they get, all, and the other thing is, the cop kind of tells them the only thing between her and freedom is his alibi. So, if she's wanted, you know, she's in trouble for murder. What's gonna, what's to stop her from killing him in his sleep? Yeah. And once he plants that seed, it's like that's all he can think about. Yeah. And like this series of like accidents happens, and all this other kind of stuff happens, and the whole time he's like. Is she trying to kill me? No, no, she's not trying to kill me. But wait. <laughs> is she though? Yeah. And then the other thing, what's hilarious is the narration though, because all these things happen and then you hear him, you see how he reacts to it as him, as a writer, right? But then the narration is as if he's quick. He's the the double the agent. Yeah. And and things don't quite exactly play out in the narration the way they did in the movie. Oh, it's, of course it's not. So like funny. it's like it it's very and it the little differences are very subtle, like but it's super cute. Yeah. Um <laughs> and it makes him even more endearing than he already is because like he's trying to make himself seem right. better. Right. Um, this was what, 86, 80? I can't remember. I want to say, I'm almost positive it was 86. Yeah. And is it streaming somewhere? No. No, it has, and it only has a DVD release. Yeah. And it's like, it wasn't expensive, but it's not, it's not it's like. It's 15 or 20. Yeah, it's not like. Um, Amazon. It's not the kind of thing that's like, there's copies everywhere. So. Yeah. You're going to have to pay a little bit for it, but it's worth it. Um. But yeah, absolutely, you should watch her alibi. Um, I mean, somebody probably has it on VHS laying around somewhere. But oh, it's definitely yeah, definitely yeah. Back but, then, but it's good. Um, 
the next one that we watched, um, also men in short shorts. I don't, I don't get the eighties, man. Uh, three men and a baby, which going into Selleck's giving, I watch this movie pretty regularly. Um, but it's like, I watch it with the same thought process as I did when it came out in 87. Mm. So watching it with you this time, I saw it through a different thought process. Yeah. Cause it was a revisit for me and it had been a long time, long time since I've seen it. Um, again, Tom Selleck is my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Because he's intelligent and kind of sweet. A little bit of a douche when it comes to, like, his girlfriend. But, like, otherwise, like, he's by far my favorite character. Steve Gutenberg used to be my favorite character when I was younger. But he's kind of a pushover. Yeah. Well, the whole premise is ridiculous. It makes no sense. No. That these three men would be roommates. They don't even appear to like each other very much, first of all. Second of all, they're all successful yeah why do you need a roommate career men two of whom are in relationships in some in some sort of way so it makes no sense mm -hmm. that they would be roommates in the first place this movie yeah. has so many problems it makes it's it's like and i'm not one of those like i'm not saying it's problematic because of you know canceling or any of that bullshit it's just nonsense so much of it's nonsense you want to know what gets me? Like, none of what you mentioned. Even when I was younger and I watched this movie, I'm like, why would he draw cartoons in the in the entryway? Yeah. Like, when you get off the elevator? Right. Like, that's not even their yeah, apartment. Yeah, motherfucker has just painted the whole damn lobby or whatever, the hallway there. <sighs> like, that always bothered me. Like, why yeah. are you just drawing cartoons? Yeah. Um... And you're right. Like, why would an architect, an actor who is relatively well, you he's know, he's and I, you know, they, they yeah, right. They they played the thing up like he's not like you know like the super famous dude, but at the same time, he's asking his producer or director buddy at the party, uh, is he being is it overexposure? Like he's is he in too much stuff? So obviously, dude's working. Yeah. He may not be bringing home like you know DiCaprio money, but he's but he, working. He's got a paycheck. I mean, he's on. He's on set in Turkey or whatever for like, what, the first half quarter of the movie or so? Yeah. So they don't have to be roommates. It makes no sense. Yeah, that, that's weird. Um, the miscommunication about the package. Mm -hmm. Like, I think now when I watch it, I'm like, okay, so why wouldn't you just say, why yeah. wouldn't you just communicate I get, things? I kind of get like, like the Tom Selleck character and Steve Gutenberg's characters thinking the baby was the package that, that Ted Danson mentioned. I can't yeah, remember. Peter, Peter, Jack, and Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> uh, Lawrence. I don't know his name. Oh, God. No, I, I'll, I'll come up with Anyway, uh, I get them being confused by it because he said, hey, somebody's going to drop a package off here. Somebody's going to pick it up. And and Peter opened the door and there's a baby. And it's like, oh, I guess this is what they were talking about. So when the people show up, he's like, here it is. What doesn't make sense 
is two guys showing up to pick up heroin and being handed a baby, leaving with the baby. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What, what are you, yeah, who well, does I mean, that? I guess like, they thought it was like in the bedding or like but still, in the you, milk. If you container. are into drug running and there's something like that, you don't, nobody's going to hand you a baby. Yeah. A human baby. And you would and you probably think, oh, question that. Right. Yeah. You'd be like, even if they're like, and he's like, oh, powdered milk. Yeah. Like, you know, got it. We don't want to say out loud. Still, you don't take a fucking baby. What are you going to do with the baby? Throw it in you, dumpster? I don't once know. Once you leave and you get the can of powdered milk, what do you... <sighs> and what then if, the fact that um, Peter and Michael, Michael is uh, Steve Gutenberg's character, um, like, are like, oh shit, we just gave them a baby. Right. And they go to get the baby. Right. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then like the whole thing... With the Sylvia, the mother yeah. of the baby, who just leaves he a baby in a fucking apartment building, yeah, in New York, in and it's the '80s, sure, but even then, that's not safe anytime. You no. can't do it in 2021. Like, for don't leave me in an, in a, right. an apartment in the like now just, or the '80s you just forever. Leave a whole ass baby at somebody's door. You don't know if they're home. You, it was a note. Baby could have laid there for eight hours, ten hours. If it was like, if everybody was at work, you don't yeah. know. So, and then you just can't handle it right now. But you can handle it a week later when you show up. Or whenever. Looking but, for the baby. Uh-uh. Fuck and this. Then, and then you're like, oh, she's changed so much. Yeah. <laughs> right. God damn it. You, you oh. just pawned your kid off. And, okay, we actually talked about this because I was like, well, what if, okay, so he didn't know that. He was potentially this baby's father. There was no communication about it. No, potentially. He didn't even know there was a baby. Exactly. So you just show up and drop the baby off on the doorstep without even saying there's a baby. Right. That, I got, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, I get it. It's this movie. It's the 80s. So, like, things are different. And it's, it's playing on the tropes of... Leaving the baby at the doorstep. Right. And then it's also the the comedy comes in the form of men don't know what to do with babies. That whole thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if if someone were to leave a baby on our doorstep right now, I would be more, I don't know what to do with this. And you would be like, give me the damn baby and I'll <laughs> yeah. take care of it. Because it's not that I'm not maternal. Like, I, I'm, I'm good with kids. I just, it's crying. Fix it. <laughs> like, like you're just better with babies. So, it, I get it. But it's just, that man, doesn't work now. It, no, it doesn't. It, it's it, viewed through the eyes of people in 2021. This movie is like, it makes no sense. Yeah. And even, you know, but I remember, I guess I wanted to see it. It would have, I guess, been either because of Magnum P.I. or um, Steve Gutenberg was Mahoney or um, what's his name? Short Circuit. What his name? What was his name in Short Circuit? Um, I can't remember. But yeah. anyway, that would have been who I knew from the movie. Yeah. So that, and I remember seeing the theater. Like mom took me. I remember I, I wanted to see it. Um, and so that is probably was because of, of that. But, and it was hilarious. I remember it being hilarious. And I've seen it since I saw it in the theater. But like I said, yeah, I had not seen watch it. This once a year. I don't think I've seen it as an adult for sure. Wow. And man, 
I was like, first of all, it makes no sense. It's not funny to me. It wasn't funny. Well, there are things that are funny. Eh, there's a couple of things. But for the most part, I'm just like, them acting stupid about babies isn't funny to like me. Like when he goes into the supermarket to get baby food. Well, even that. It's the like, infant is not old enough for baby food. And I get like, person who had never been around a, a baby wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah, right. But like, maybe it's because my brain's like, well, Google it. Well, he couldn't do that. Right. Because <laughs> like, my brain is spoiled to think that you can always right. just look something up. Um. But also, you could ask. Right, which he does. But it's like, Kinda. it's still, it's like, it's one of those things. I, I don't know. It, it just, it's, I know that it's done for, like, for the comedy, but it's just so unbelievably stupid, it, it gets on my nerves. And a lot of the stuff, like, okay, like, okay, the diapers, right? Um, he comes home with adult diapers. Because he knows they were good extra absorbent. Sure, but he knows good and hell well it's the baby's this like it's it's the a six month old baby, right? Yeah. So you don't buy an adult diet. He knows that. He can fucking read. You know, it's shit like that. And it's like well, even like um not to and this movie had way more problems than that, but like the Ghostbusters, the girl Ghostbusters twenty sixteen one. Yeah. It's like having um Thor. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Is like an idiot. Like he's kind of like he's a he's the hot he's the hot meathead hot dumb, dumb meathead guy. guy right, and that's fine. I get that, and like you can do that just fine. It's like um, what we're watching Parks Rec, right? Andy, Andy is adorably stupid, but he's believably stupid also. Yeah. Whereas Hemsworth in Ghostbusters hears a phone ring and walks over to the fish tank. Like yeah. that's fucking nobody's that fucking stupid. No. It's just stupid and it gets on my nerves. And like I was surprised that a lot of this movie, a lot of the baby stuff read to me is kind of that. It was just stupid for no like, reason. Like taken too far. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think okay, cuz this movie came out in 87 86 87 cuz I was 4 and you would have been 9. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, you'd have been 9 in 87. Yeah. Um, so my sister was born in 88. So this is around the time that my dad would have been around a new baby. And my parents got divorced shortly after Amanda was born. Dad literally offered me a $100 bill to change her diaper one time. <laughs> my dad was that 80s guy around babies going. Yeah, well, like, I think back it. then, like, the babies were the, the job of the woman. Like, that was. And, and that, I guess. Because I get that. I'm just saying they go too far with some of the stuff. I'm pretty sure my dad knew how to, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have fixed a bottle or... Sure. Yeah. But it doesn't age well. It doesn't. I was no. disappointed, to be honest. Um, So, those are the first two Selix giving movies. Yeah. Um, One for two for me so far. Yeah. I, I love both of them, actually. I mean, Three Men and a Baby is... It, I watch it all the time. It doesn't age well. The humor is not as funny as it was when I was like four. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I watched the fuck out of that movie, so it's kind of nostalgic to me. Um, we still have, you know, a, a few other movies. We have Three Men and a Little Lady. Not looking forward to that at all. It's it, now. It's bad. I wasn't to begin with a whole lot because I never really liked that one too much, but. Now oh, I'm really like, holy shit. It's, it's bad. How bad is this going to be? Because <laughs> I've recently watched it too. So. Oh, oh good. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I feel like you're going to like the second one more. I can't wait to get back to this universe. I really I yeah. love it. 
Yeah, it's great. I just really like, I thought I liked these movies a lot more than I'm realizing I, I do now. Um, there's another movie, uh, Runaway. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. Um, Folks. I definitely want to get folks is another one that's going to be difficult for me to track down. We'll probably, uh, I'm probably I found have to buy it on DVD for forty five dollars the other day. That's right. I don't want to pay that. Um, much for but it. I, we're watching that movie. Damn it. Yeah, we'll figure um, it out. If I had some fucking, I can hook VCR up if I have to. Yeah, but we got we got some more Tom Selleck coming. Um, again, like I still am on an obsession with King stuff. So I did watch nineteen twenty two. Having not read it first, which is unusual for me because I do try to read it before I watch it. Um, so I will say, if you haven't watched 1922 or read it, you should because it's really good. Um, it's It made me get in my feelings. Like, it was really messed up. Yeah. But it's very good. Thomas Jane's amazing in it. The dad? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Like, I was very torn. <sighs> like, I didn't like the mom. Mm. I, I didn't like his wife. And not because she wanted, you know, to go out and be a progressive woman and open a hat shop or whatever. She just was a bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then it's just like the butterfly effect of how one decision... Mm -hmm. that is inherently a, you know, a bad thing can just make everything else go to shit. Yeah. Um, I, I have thoughts about stuff like that all the time. Like if I'd have made one decision differently, would, you know, everything else be different. But I think, I think it's safe to say like now in my brain, I'm glad to make every decision I've made to get me to this point because I'm happy at this point and I'm, I'm happy with who I am. But then I watch something like that and I'm like, holy shit. Like one small decision in my life could have completely derailed everything. Um, we were talking about books. I haven't been reading a whole lot lately. Um, we have both got to get new glasses because neither of us can see. And you can't read The Outsider in print form because you can't see it. Yep. So I'm going to start reading the actual physical book. Um, and I guess when you finish, uh, what are you listening to? Wizard and Glass. Wizard and Glass. When you finish that, you can listen to Outsider because it's already on the Audible account. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to finish The Dark Tower, I think, before I do anything else. So then I can finish whatever crap book <clears throat> I'm reading. Yeah. Good. Um, so how many Dark Tower books are there? Seven. And you're on four? Yep. That's not bad. We only have three more. Um, I want to get into those. I do. But I just don't. You'll like them. You think I will? Yeah. Because, I mean, it is more like fantasy. Than... Sort of. Well, everybody always says like <clears throat> it's like a Western mixed with um, fantasy, mixed with sci-fi, mixed is, with It is, yeah. It's horror. a little bit of everything. Well, that checks for me. I probably would like it. I just, when I try But tried, it's not fantasy in, in the way, that I guess, that 
I was like afraid dragons. it would be. Yeah. Um. Good grief. And this is old lady. So it's what time? Like seven thirty, almost. Yep. And the time change has gotten to where everything is dark by five thirty here. Mm-hmm. So by seven thirty, I think it's like bedtime. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I haven't really read anything. I'm going to read The Outsider, I guess, at some point. But I, I want to do the... You got me a Joe Hill book for my birthday. You got me a lot of books for my birthday. But I wanted to read Nosferatu. Yeah. I never finished that one, but I did read it. Oh, I'm excited. Most of it. If you haven't finished all of Dark Tower before, I'll probably do that and then The Outsider. Um, the only other stuff, like I've been, I spent what, the last six months or so not playing video games to spend the last few days just playing video games. Mm -hmm. Um, I went super deep into Mass Effect where like, that's kind of all I've been playing a little bit of Destiny, but then you were playing Forza 5? Horizon 5, yeah. Yeah. And, uh. Horizon is different than Forza. Horizon's like open world. Horizon's like not as sim as regular Forza. Forza's very much a hardcore sim. Mm. And Horizon is more arcadey. It's not arcadey in like the way that San Francisco Rush or some or like Burnout is. It's more realistic than Burnout, but at the same time it's not as technical as a regular Forza. So yeah. Horizon's like perfect for me. Like middle of the road. Now I would rather play Burnout. Typically, anyway, like I like those kind of racers, but like, yeah, so there's something about Horizon I just really like the where it falls in the middle of both of those. Well, I I'd never played any of them until today. So I played. I bought two um, because the, I used to watch um, this YouTuber named the Red Dragon, and he would basically do like news or like opinion pieces he would record commentary over some gameplay of his not necessarily what he'd be talking about is what would be on screen but like i would just i would be listening to him talk about whatever he was talking about but then the gameplay he got on a horizon 2 kick and he was doing an off-road um like a cross-country race in a jeep that had um because uh, you can download like what other people have made for like paint jobs yeah, and skins I did and that stuff today. so okay. and he was in a jeep with a jurassic park theme on it it looks straight up like a jeep out of the movie and That'd i was like awesome. and then i was watching him like jump over the hills and shit and like it looked really fun and so i bought two and i i played the shit out of that game i loved it i played hours and hours of two and then Jacob got super into it with Jacob Light Racers. Um, so I bought three for him. Uh, I didn't play much of three. I didn't. I don't know what it was about it. I just. I think I had played so much of two, and then three came out. Like because I bought two after it had already released, and so uh, when it, once three came out, I was still like I had Horizon fatigue. I think. Yeah. So I didn't play much of three. And then four, I hated the location. I was just like, this, I don't like so this. So is it a different location every game? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Where was four? Four was like, I can't remember. It was some European country or something. Oh, okay. 
Um, I just didn't care for the location. And then uh, I think one of them was Australia that I played. I don't know if that was two. That might have been three. I can't remember. I I know, like, this is the first one I've played. And I like the the all the different things you can do. Like, it is very much, it reminds me of Burnout or... <sighs> Burnout is exactly what I thought of. Because I, if, if I feel like doing this thing, I can go do this kind of challenge. Or if I want to do an actual race, I can do an actual race. Like, yeah, there's a lot of variety to it. It's very fun. Um, I immediately today when I was playing, because I played intermittently. Like I would play for an hour and then stop and then play for an hour and stop. Um, and while I was playing, I ended up like painting my vehicles. Mm -hmm. So it became like the way... We both end up doing Destiny stuff where we're like basically paper dolling our way yep. through getting stuff. So I would get a new car and immediately have to go like yep. make it pretty. Yep. Um, and then I made one and I was like, I found out you can gift them to people. And I was like wanting to specifically gift this vehicle to you, but I don't know how to give it specifically to you. You can gift it to random people. Mm. But like I have a vehicle. I was like, I have to give this. Damn, it's, it's the most beautiful thing. Um, but I am all in on this game and I'm really glad it's on Game Pass because yeah. I do enjoy racing games. I just like, I haven't really played any since Burnout. Yeah. Um, but like you really haven't played anything else but Forza, no. Destiny. Yeah, I haven't played much of Destiny. No. Um, still trying to beat The Last of Us 2. That's what I'm playing the most of right now. Uh, I refuse to play any, either of those. I, just, I feel like it's just going to like try to hit me in my feelings for the sake of hitting me in my feelings. And I don't need that in my life. Yeah. Um, Second one's rough. <laughs> in that regard. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the first one, like when I got first one, the, definitely is the beginning. That that first thing when you start playing. No, I'd never been told what happened, mm -hmm. so there were no spoilers for me. And when it happens in the first chapter yeah. of playing that game, I I put the controller down and said, "I'm never touching this again." I don't want something that is just going to come for me like that. I was not ready. Um. Yeah, I don't really know of any other games that I'm going to be playing because I really like this game. Um, obviously, I'll probably play Destiny and Mass Effect, but is there anything on Switch coming out? Or I still want Metroid. It, yeah, I don't. I don't know of any. I can't. I don't know. I'm so bad at when shit's coming out now. I don't know. There's a rumor that um, you won't care, but there's a rumor that a Metroid Prime remake or, or I guess remaster or whatever you want to call it is already finished and may be coming. Oh, wow. That's exciting. I mean, I'm excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, nothing, I don't know. I don't know what's coming out this new. I have no idea. I mean, this time of year, I always assume that there's going to be stuff, but... I just, I, I always buy shit cheap after it's already out, so I don't really keep up with release dates and all that. Yeah, I mean, unless it's something I absolutely know I'm going to want. Yeah, that's Basically. the thing. Maybe there's just nothing eh, that stands out to that us. I'm excited about yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I got is us getting old, going to concerts. I ate a lot of Thanksgiving food over the weekend. 
um, continuing Celix giving yep. for the next two weeks. Yep. Uh, you need <laughs> large print books. <laughs> I'm not going to read large print books. No, I'm I, not I reading, would. I'm not reading but, uh, books that were printed like they were printed for children. It's okay. And then I'm going to keep racing, which is probably what I'm going to do when we stop recording this. I'll start playing again. And then get ready for bed. Because we're old. But uh, till next time, this is episode 17, even though... Again. It's not again, I promise you. This is 17. And now I'm second-guessing it. Shit. The last three have been 17. No, no. Last one was 16. Right. Kingtober was 16. So until episode 18, which we should have in a couple weeks when we watch some more Selleck stuff and... Eat more Thanksgiving food. Oh, I'm done with that. I haven't started yet. Well, it's in the fridge. <laughs> You're going to hold out? Yeah. I don't eat Thanksgiving food until Thanksgiving. No. I'm I, don't a, care I'm, about I'm, that. I am a slave to my traditions. Uh, and I am the opposite. I have none. I'm really bad at traditions because I don't know why, but I'm bad at it. Um, that's all I got. We good? Yeah. All right. Until next time. Bye. This has been a Hookzilla production.